Hello and welcome to Roster Doctor, where we fix up your roster. This week I'm joined by Mandalorian Orange, one of the uh, top uh, 16 players. You came out of the central bracket. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, we're, we're just uh, here to talk about your roster. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you're essentially playing the same roster between season 4.5 and the top cut. Yes? Yeah, I haven't made any changes. Okay, because that's the one I pulled. I just wanted to double check. Um, yeah. And so th this is kind of a very interesting Asgard slash Web Warriors crossover. Um, and I really like that because Asgard has a very clear defined uh, style that they play. Uh, that They very much want to play on priority and people will often bring stuff to disrupt that. But when you don't have priority, being able to fall back on a very different strategy... Um, I, I very much like that because uh, web warriors can uh, bring a lot of different like mobility and control options that uh, your Asgard team wouldn't necessarily take. But you also have great splash options with uh, Loki, with Mind Gem, Enchantress, etc. As you see fit. Yeah, absolutely. I find the Asgardians and the web warriors both really like being in each other's affiliations. So, well, actually, let's let's just get into the characters right away then. Um, so down the line, oh my, oh God, I'm at the end. Okay. Everybody clear <laughs> the screen while I, uh, hit backwards real quick. I, I've, I've got the title screen on the front and the end, uh, just for oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. visual purposes. And I didn't realize I was at the end one. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, okay. So down the line, we've got Angela, Enchantress, Ghost Spider, Mind Gem, Loki, Okoye, Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales, Thor, Valkyrie, Venom. Yeah. It's uh, pretty simple. The only yep. character in there that's not affiliated to one of my teams is Okoye. Yep, and she's just an all-around great, too. I, I can see the yeah. case for Rocket, if, but I think you've got some very good backline options in Ghost Spider. Um, yeah, already. I've never really found Rocket fits into my win condition for... Uh, any of the affiliations I play, really. I love the model, but I just can never really get him to be what I want. Okoye is almost always my two threat, no matter what I'm playing, unless it's Toad. She She's definitely the stat ball. M maybe it's just my bias from playing a lot of uh, Modoc-style teams, <laughs> but uh, when, you're, when you're playing something that doesn't like getting forced onto a D-shape, um, it's very nice to have Rocket as a very inexpensive character who is very good at sitting on the back of a d-shape if the rest of your roster doesn't like doing that and wants to play yeah, the sure. line. um but uh with web warriors you've got better d coverage just naturally so i i think okoye is 100 percent the correct pick as a two here mm -hmm. um, yeah that's definitely what i found so i i guess uh the most obvious place to go with uh, the character selection here is uh, talking about the absences inside of affiliation because we've got a couple. So first off, Hela. Um, I think a lot of people are either hot on Hela or cold depending on uh, how much they like playing quote-unquote fair Asgard. <laughs> um, I, I've I found a lot of uh, fair Asgard players like to play her on like a B flank or a D flank by herself where she has a lot of... Um, surprising amount of survivability but i'm assuming when you're condensing down into dash guard with a web warriors backup she just immediately gets cut 
Yeah, and I do actually like Hela. Um, I don't think she's as survivable now as she used to be. Just like, she's got good stats, fours across the board, six health, and the uh, revive mechanic on her injured side, but mm-hmm. it's it's good. It's not what it used to be. There's a lot of big hitters out there. Um, I actually do like her a lot in Web Warriors. When I used to play... So back in Season 3, I was playing kind of primary Web Warrior with an Asgard backup. Now it's reversed. Uh, and Hela was in that list. But the biggest thing, especially with the way I play now, is that she doesn't have an enemy reposition. And I like what she brings to the team as far as, like, movement. She's a medium move with a medium base, so she's relatively fast. She's pretty survivable. She's got a mystic attack, which is nice. But she can't move enemies around. Um, and at four threat, she's competing with Enchantress. Yeah. So when it just comes to roster slots, like it, she's an easy cut for this roster. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like you, you've got the four most important Asgardians here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's more than fine to leave her at home. Yeah. Um, switching over to the Web Warrior side, though, we do have Peter Parker, um, and then Daredevil. Um, Peter Parker, I'm not super surprised by. He's kind of widely regarded to be like an overcosted control piece that you play as an affiliated piece for like uh team options yeah um, but w- when you're playing like full-on dual affiliation and you can uh get m- like more enticing control options like enchantress or loki uh in a lot of the time it, it yeah, seems like an obvious for thing. sure the the only times i play parker so i played a solo web warriors roster in the team tournament last weekend mm-hmm. And he was in my roster there specifically for the option of running six wide at high threat and for uh, teams at 19 and 20 where to get like Modoc in or someone, I would have to drop Ghost Spider and play him because they'd have much of the same kit. I didn't end up playing him, but he was in the roster there. I would only ever really consider having him in the roster if I was single affiliation. I don't like him very much, which makes me sad because he's like my favorite comic character. So I'm hoping that this new amazing Spider-Man that comes out is better. Yeah, fingers um, crossed. Whenever we see that, I'm yeah. super stoked. As for Daredevil, I, I actually do really like Daredevil and Web Warriors. Uh, I think he's pretty great. He's super survivable, super durable. Um, and I've actually played him in Asgard before and like it a lot, uh, mostly just for the stun to kind of leverage their inbuilt power advantage. This was mostly before the kind of like dash guard thing took off, which is what mm-hmm. I'm usually playing here. And he would only really fit in the list because if I'm doing sort of like a meteors plan, he'd usually only fit in the list at like 18 threat. Um, and if I only have room for three web warriors in the roster, he just doesn't compete with venom. Um, yeah, I think that's I think definitely I, the right call. So I think people often talk about Venom as a beater, and while he certainly is that, I think he's a much better control piece than Parker. Yes, Parker is the more reliable, he can webline every turn because he can get the guaranteed power off impact webbing, but web snare being a medium push and the ability to throw size 3 is so good. Venom has so much control, and... As long as he can get the power, which he doesn't usually have a problem doing because people will hit him, and with seven stamina, he'll be okay most of the time. Even if they focus on him with energy, 
the he can usually take one hit and then potentially smack back with the we are venom heal having a koi near him to take those hits like i think people have a healthy fear of venom's offense but don't necessarily respect his control as much as they should i actually one of my first memories of venom is uh so he came out right before Las Vegas Open, which was right before everything locked down. It was like the mm-hmm. only MCP con I've gone to. Um, yeah. And Venom was like the talk of the town that whole weekend. I, I just remember watching a game. Uh, I forget what the secure was, but it was herbs. And somebody sent in Black Panther to grab the herb. And Venom just repeatedly pulled him and threw him back. Pulled him, <laughs> threw him back. And he, he was just stuck in the corner the whole game. Um, yeah. And it was just absolutely filthy. Um, so he, he definitely has like really impressive, uh, control powers as long as he can generate enough power to pull it off. I think that's typically the quote unquote problem. Cause what, once he gets like fueled, he typically spends that on, uh, so many snacks to heal back up um, Right is like what I've seen the quote unquote, like typical play pattern to be. Um, yeah, usually. Uh, but yeah, if, if you've got the power, he can really mess up a board state uh, with his pulls and throws. Definitely. Um, I don't. I don't think there's anything else really in the roster that's like too out there. Looking at it, yeah, at least the, as far this, as the characters This is go. super compact. Like the like Okoye is the only like point of contention because that's like anything can go in there. But I think it's absolutely correct. You really want a low threat character to help with uh, just like bridging between different threat values. She is amazing in her own right in both web warriors and in Asgard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, she's just an all-star in so many games that I play her uh, whenever you can just squeeze in the points uh, for her. Yeah. And I think she's, I mean, I, maybe we will, we might talk about this more when we go to crises, but she's a pretty important part of one of the, um one of the crises and threat levels that web warriors kind of shine on that i've got in my roster here yeah yeah so let, let's talk about your uh like core team construction uh real quick here so sure. everybody knows about dash guard uh the um 19 threat version is going to be thor mm-hmm. loki with mind gem enchantress angela the 17 threat version is going to be I actually don't know what the 17 threat version is here. Uh, I don't play it often. Um, I If I'm really planning on going Asgard I and I don't draw Panic, I tend to default to Sanders more often than I do Spider-Infected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the past, I've had some luck doing... Um, you basically swap out either Loki with the Dem or Angela for Valkyrie. You just cut two points there. Um but a lot of that also kind of depends on what the secure is and what the other team is running, which one of those is going to be more valuable. Yeah. I think there's... Um, yeah, I, I haven't played the Spider-Infected version of this nearly as much as I've played the Panic one, but I think there's also a lot of merit in... Depending on the team, like if you're up against a heavy attrition team that has a good anti-hired muscle play, I think there's a lot of merit in doing Spider-Infected and not running hired muscle and just using Angela to grab the center one and retreat first activation. But that's kind of theory, and this is coming out after Thursday, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so okay. uh, There's just, a chance just for that... clarity uh, sure. for the listeners, 
Uh, <laughs> we're, we're holding off on this because we are specifically going to talk about his round one opponent because this is getting recorded Tuesday. His match is on Thursday. So this is not going to be coming out during the normal Wednesday. This might come out Friday of this week. It might come out as next week's. I need to figure out some scheduling stuff, but no. just for the listeners to understand what's going on. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> you've you've got your first round match against uh, actually the literal previous guest on this show, but he was yep. uh, covering something very different from what he's actually playing. Uh, he, so he's playing A Force. Um, yes. Spoiler alert for the listeners. Um, so so uh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say just uh, I've probably way overanalyzed and thought myself in circles about the like what crises i should pick against him depending on what happens um but i think there's a pretty strong chance that i do what i was saying with playing spider infected and not running hired muscle um just the special delivery with she hulk is really scary for whoever whether it's angela or loki with the gem to go up there because most likely from the hired muscle position he's going to eat a she-hulk attack from the drop-off and probably an angela attack and sure depending on those um how much damage is done i've got trickster online i've got rainbow bridge but then she-hulk gets to activate and at 19 he probably has enchantress as well to draw me in and i just don't think the traditional dash guard play is necessarily the best move in day force yeah i think that can play that matchup it it can be very volatile uh they they love their e-force um they will ram she hulk and angela down your throat and it will get Mm -hmm. real painful Um, Mm -hmm. i don't know specifically about the dash guard matchup because i've never played a force into dash guard but i've i played into both halves and my guess is their their plan is to hunt down whoever you hired muscle play with. Absolutely, yeah. Which I normally do with Loki. Um, so we'll yeah. we'll see what happens. We'll we'll He's see very uh, consistent when this is this out. One. Yeah, yeah. When this comes out, obviously people will know what happened, whether I won or lost. But uh, are, are I'm you guys streaming it be a fun game. game? Um, we're planning on streaming it to Discord. I do, we don't have a streamer lined up as of now, just because it's kind of a weird time. We're playing at 4 p.m. Central Time on a Thursday, so oh, it's yeah, not yeah. like okay. No, yeah, uh, I might actually volunteer to do that if you if you guys are down, and I'll literally just hop in, mute myself, and just like hit mm-hmm. record while I go do other stuff. Um, <laughs> and sure, then that way like I that. can show the actual match that we're talking about to our listeners. I'll have it linked in the show notes later on. Okay, yeah, I'd be fine with it. Um, check okay. with Art, but we had asked someone else to do the stream but he wasn't free then so i don't see why he'd have a problem okay i'll just check with our diet and if you guys manage to grab somebody else i'll just link to their vod um but yeah that way the listeners will be able to see what the match we're talking about um let's just quickly go over your tactics and crises real quick uh so first tactics uh r&d all webbed up brace for impact disarm hired muscle med pack odin's blessing and rainbow bridge uh, to me, there's not a lot of surprises here. You've got the hired muscle play. You've got advanced R&D to like, patch up those round one plays when they get weird. Odin's Blessing, Rainbow Bridge, all webbed up, all auto-includes. Uh, yeah. Brace and Med Pack are the obvious two uh, restricted cards. 
the the only kind of free slot is disarm and i think disarm is correct especially with how afraid of a force you are yeah and it's i don't end up running disarm with the dash guard list just because there's no room there it's my two restricted yep. cards it's my two faction cards and hired muscle but disarm is great when i'm playing citizens which or senators sorry uh which i love there and it's almost an auto include with web warriors especially when i'm playing them on a d because even then like okay i don't care if i have priority or not for disarm because if you activate your hitter on one side i can disarm the other if i do have priority and can do the normal disarm thing then great but it's such a great card and i think because it's in most of my rosters now i think some of my rosters will be trading it out for a bit of rivals yes bit of rivals is also amazing so good it's I, i've i tried it out once just in sort of a for fun game and it's pretty nasty yeah i i can't wait to play e-forces on that um yeah. it's gonna be absolutely uh demolishing yeah i i think that any a force and i i think a force and brotherhood should pretty much both always have that uh tactics card in their roster yep a force brotherhood cabal any 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 of the really serious e force attrition uh rosters it, yeah. it's just you take it every single time it's so good yeah I, I can see cabal not doing it since they like to play on the bees so much and you're not getting quite yeah, as good that, returns that's fair on if it you there, like but... playing b i guess i'm just too obsessed with modok and modok doesn't <laughs> he can do okay on b but he doesn't love it he he wants you to play the full on e force just play demons whatever yeah um, two dice defense one dice defense it doesn't matter to him <laughs> i mean three dice defense it doesn't matter to him <laughs> um, oh you're talking about his defense yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he he just doesn't care like yeah incinerate me who cares if you get to me i'm probably dead anyways for sure uh, but but um what's it called i i want to ask you about a specific tech card that i don't see in here uh, because okay. I was the original pioneer for it, and <laughs> I, as I was literally the only person playing it in the first half of season four, and it's got more popular, and I want to hear your thoughts on it as somebody who is actually competitively successful, as opposed to my four and two record. Uh, <laughs> PSD. So I've put that in a couple of rosters. I've never put it in a Spider or Asgard roster. So, but every time I put it in a roster to like mess around with so when, when i first started messing around with a force i played like maybe half a dozen games with them when they came out it's like oh they look fun and i had psd in there it's like oh okay it'll stop she hulk getting moved around all this and whatever i whenever i have it in a roster i find that it never makes my five it, it's always that card that like eh, i just can't justify actually taking it and then it always falls out of the roster which is a shame because i think it's a really good card it just doesn't have sort of the general utility that I like out of my cards. Um, yeah, I like taking cards fair. that I know I'm going to play. And PSD, or and I know that I know I'm going to play in the majority of matchups. And I, I usually find, especially because I like playing dual affiliation rosters more mm. often than not, that I just don't have card slots to spare for those sort of edge case cards even when and often they'll be like the ninth card like man i wish yeah. i could get this in i just can't spare the slot for it 
yeah that, that's definitely how i view it i it was definitely very consistently like the seventh or eighth card in all the rosters i was building um yeah but but i just love it so much especially um <laughs> i i guess i hadn't thought about exactly how pinched uh asgardian tactics are but i was thinking very. because they love prio um mm-hmm. like they're they consistently get prio because they're four wide at 19 uh pretty much nobody's playing three wide and you're playing with prio from the start on that so it's 4v4 or 4v5 or something so right. you always have a priority window to play it on round two and because loki generates three power you can use it on him round one to block any weird like uh bows or uh spider pulls um, yes i mean in the addition problem to with... his aura but that might be a bit too much overkill yeah, because that means if you're spending all of his power on that, that means you're not doing hired muscle. That means you're not saving power for trickster. No, no, no. For he can afford blessing. hired muscle and do that. Oh, does he, it cost two? I don't actually know. No, how it, it, costs. it costs. It costs X. Oh, it's X, isn't yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Then I, I think it's mostly just a tactics card thing. It, it might be like, overtly like paranoid in that case. Um. If, if that you, is a like, good consideration. Move up, but like. Um, I've, I found that Enchantress, uh, can consistently counter deploy against Loki, single mm-hmm. advance beam him and, uh, guaranteed have the power to bow him closer. Um, so depending on like, and that's literally how I won my game against Dashguard in the league without having Pryo. Yeah. Uh, is I did that and then Modok just like spiked Loki to death repeatedly. Um, yeah, that'll happen. And... I feel like that's a not uncommon failure point of mm-hmm. Dash Guard. I don't know to like what extent because I didn't put them through their paces in the league myself. Yeah, um, that's actually a really good thought. The and I mean, I guess we can ponder more about this when we talk about roster changes because it's more the question of like if you're taking that, you're having to drop. Uh, race for you're like you're dropping one of your restricted cards probably yeah and that, that that's the real feel, feel bad i i didn't right. really thought about that um yeah now if you could take six cards like if you could take six cards that'd be fantastic yeah yeah it's, it's, it's like one. this it's like the it's like the ninth card problem but like the sixth card it's the sixth card you would <laughs> actually take in the scenario and therefore yeah. it's the ninth card on your roster that is a really good thought though i had never kind of considered that for this list yeah, I mean, I mean, it really depends on how wacky the meta gets. Like, so, there's a lot more web warriors than I thought. There's a lot more as like, like the the things that PSD shuts down is like web warriors, Asgard, Modok, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah. those three make up like eighty plus percent of the meta. Yeah. Uh, well, plus, not to mention that Enchantress is just everywhere. Yeah. 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 Uh, Enchantress is everywhere. Uh, web warriors go in and out of Vogue as splash pieces all the time. Mm-hmm. Lots of interesting interactions there. But enough time on this. Let's go on to the crises real quick. Cool. And ooh, for the viewers, uh, this is a feature that should have rolled out uh, for Assemble, but I was a bit too <laughs> sick. There are now actually the token icons next to the names of each of the crises to help you visually tell them apart a little bit better. Um, but so here, we've got Mune Extremists target U.S. Senators, Panic Grip City as evacuation efforts continue, Spider Infected Invade Manhattan, and then for the Secures, we've got Cosmic Invasion, Black Order Descends on Earth, 
deadly meteors mutate civilians, and mutant madman turns city center into lethal amusement park. Ooh, that was a mouthful. Yeah, it's um, a lot of wordy crises. <laughs> so I so uh, I just want to immediately go into mutant extremists because yeah. th- I've been hearing more and more about the Asgard mutant extremist play. Um, and it, I like I had understood it was like kind of thing, but like it, it sounds like people are actually uh, considering it as like a serious play into certain matchups. Can you can you explain the ideology? Sure. So I, I've got to give credit to uh, Vince and Nate from Alfredo Size Three Taco Truck. Um, the a lot of us ex Guild Ball people that got to Crisis Protocol play together pretty frequently, yeah, yeah. and they they kind of dojoed out this team um but it's it's thor angela and enchantress at 14 yeah and it is an incredibly strong team because angela is going to check two meteors or two uh two senators on the first activation uh probably unless they have some sort of really scary threat that you don't want to leave her in the middle for and then sometimes you're better off just checking one and then moving back even if you don't find it but she's going to do that if she doesn't find it in those two then you know where it is and you have enchantress set up over across from them or across from that uh safe house so if they go and take it enchantress is right there to steal it from them and you still have sure you're only three characters but you're playing at 14 so a lot of affiliations are running three characters at most you're really going to see four uh, i guess like there's rare occasions when you're going to see five but i don't think a lot of people take two two threat models in a roster to play a five model yeah. affiliated team at 14 so you're not going to be that out activated and your models are still tougher than most um I played this against Sploosh in the final round of the um, the Swiss, and it's it can survive a lot of beating. And you can often kind of have... What often happens is Thor ends up somewhere just kind of playing the Secures, tangling with someone by himself, and Angela and Enchantress will congregate together on another secure as usually as angela runs away with the thing but she'll kind of go past enchantress so that enchantress can help move people away from her and if someone was to get it off of angela she'd be there to steal it back but mostly kind of to just keep people off of her and it's it's a really good team so yeah, I, I don't I think mean, people are necessarily as prepared for 14 as they should be. Yeah, I I I knew from the start that Senators was going to be problematic once somebody figured out how to crack it. I was mm-hmm. screwing around with like Black Order, Corpus Proxima openers, um, and it just never quite got there. But I, th- I think Angela um, is definitely like the key to that puzzle. Um, yeah, a- Angela. Angela's just dumb. That that being able, no character should be able to reach the center line in one move. It causes a lot of scenario problems. Yeah, uh, for sure. She she has all kinds of weird stuff that she can do. Because like, so presumably here you would start with Angela on a flank, and then go in towards the center um, for your coverage, so that if 
it's not at all where she is. She's at least in the center to back up Enchantress round two. Um, uh, sometimes it depends on what their team composition looks like and kind of what their deployment looks like. Yeah, yeah. If they've got someone scary in the center, then I'll often put her in the center so that she can end farther away from them if she does get the senator, which two out of three times she will be, so it's kind of safe to bank on. Yep. So uh, having her just like... People are going to chase her no matter where she is. Yeah, exactly. But like pretty, pretty much whichever configuration you put her in, yeah. uh, it's just like your opponent's not going to be having a good time because either they know that if they double move to pick it up, um, that Enchantress is just going to steal it. Um, right. And if they hold off, you have passing, you have uh, setting up Thor for the next round. Like Enchantress will go as late as humanly possible uh, if she needs to, or she can just go up and grab it herself if the flank's weak enough that she can tank whoever's there. Um, For sure. Or sometimes even just let them pick, like, wait till it's just Enchantress and their model over there last. And if I don't feel safe picking it up, it'll be like, okay, you, you come pick it up. I'm going to have priority and I'll have Enchantress in a position where she can. She won't be spending a power round one, so she'll be able to R&D a power over, bow you close, steal it, and then move away twice. Yep. Uh, so, it's just, pretty solid. Lots of filthy interactions there. I'm, I'm really yeah. looking forward to messing around with that in the gap between seasons. Yeah. Um, it's also good that I, I haven't played it, but depending on, like, if they throw a really center-heavy scenario where, like, I might not feel comfortable with only three models... Web Warriors also have a fantastic 14 of uh, Miles, Gwen, Venom, Enchantress. Yep. So I, I haven't actually played that one yet because I haven't needed to, but it's good to have that backup option. Yeah, nice coverage in a pinch. Uh, Web Warriors in general um, like having uh, just good uh, good fours because mm-hmm. y- your leader is always going to cost three. Gwen very, uh, Gwen very typically is one of the two you want to take, and then all the remainder of your options to fill out affiliated slots are fours, which leaves you at ten. A ten threat base is nice to work with. Yep. It's my my one regret for a character I couldn't fit in here for the finals is Medusa. Oh, yeah. She is a powerhouse. Um, Definitely a character to watch out for. We haven't had an Inhumans episode yet on the show. I need to find somebody uh who's good for talking to them and i feel like a lot of people uh have been kind of putting them aside until they drop out of the tournament um someone is running them um is someone in the in the top 16 is running a solo humans roster it's it's, it's samuel sweeten oh shit sam's doing it okay yeah yeah we're we're gonna have him back on the show (laughs) nice super funny because i want basically uh uh, yeah, he he's the first person who really put me on to how nasty Hired Muscle was. Um, okay. Friend of the show, great guy. I can't wait to hear his takes on humans. I'll have to pester him about that later. Um, yeah, bold move. But let, let's talk about your secures, actually, real quick before we move on. Because um, I've, I've seen a lot of Mutant Madman. I've seen a bit of Deadly Meteors with kind of like dash guard setups. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Cosmic Invasion. I'm I'm still not super sold on Cosmic Invasion. 
Um, so what, what's your use case for it, I guess? Um, not as often as I would like, but I love that crisis for web warriors. Uh, that that's probably my favorite crisis for them. Um, it's a D shape, which they love and the they power love generation. 16 threat. The power generation's great. They don't mind the push that much because they're so mobile, which is also why I like playing spider infected with them. Assuming that the opponent's not going to do something hired muscle shenanigansy. That's fair. Um, but I think Web Warriors builds at 16 stronger than most. Uh, you've got your core 10, and then in this roster, you've got Okoye and uh, Enchantress. And God, that is a good 16. Um, more in general, like if you're not tied to this roster, you could throw in like Valkyrie Beast as that extra six or valkyrie shuri but they wait, wait, they have such flexibility let's roll the tape back a bit did you just unironically suggest beast i like beast with web warriors a lot i think he's a really good web warrior uh just because of the reroll interactions the reroll interactions and that he's got a two power throw on a three threat character like he's he pairs well alongside valkyrie if you're doing that That's um, i just hate beast so much i hate him so much <laughs> Yeah, try him in Web Warriors. You'll like him a little bit more. Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll have to give that a go at some point, because I, I really don't like Beast, and I wouldn't mind being proven wrong on that one. <laughs> yeah, so I think Cosmic Invasion is a good um, is a good fallback for them. Obviously, since I'm very rarely choosing secures when I win it, or when I win priority, I rarely get to play it at 16. Mm -hmm. um the the actually the only time in the swiss rounds that i played web warriors at all i lost priority played that and this was round one against guardians and he picked 16 so i was super happy with that um it doesn't happen quite as often as i'd want but i still think it's a great scenario for them fair enough um and before we move on to the next segment uh, so I guess this is just a shout out slash warning to the fans. Uh, we are going to be trying a slightly different show format today. We are essentially skipping the 14 through 18 threat discussion that we normally do. And we are expanding scenario discussion from three scenarios to five. Um, and so the idea here is to kind of cut down on the time. But we're also going to be talking about team construction, kind of like the, th uh, the threat value system we've previously done inside of the individual crises. Um, and so whatever you think of this, whether you like it, whether you don't like it, just let me know in the comments wherever you found this podcast or video. Um, but I, I, I think this is the format we're going to be treading uh, towards for the future. Um, Happy to be the guinea pig. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, <laughs> let's, let's get into it. So first cool. crisis combination. Um, a, a bit of both things that you like. I'm not sure when this would be uh, in your intentional... <laughs> uh picking but mutant extremists target u.s senators combined with cosmic invasion black order descends on earth so the first question here if you have prio what threat do you pick um in this weird bizarre world where these are somehow the correct choices from both <laughs> um uh, so if i've got priority then i it depends on my opponent's team, obviously. That that That's going to be just sort of a blanket statement for everything, so I'm going to try yeah. not to say it for every combination. It's the asterisk um, that goes over this whole thing, yeah. 
Right. Uh, I'm I'm more likely to play Asgard and do the Thor Angela Enchantress scenario here because I can pretty comfortably find the senator, just fight over one flank point and my home one, and not care about the others. Uh, if it's if there's a team that I'm particularly worried about abusing my model that has the senator, and I feel like I'm going to need to go more secure heavy, then I'll play that web warriors list. Uh, so, but I'm I'm certainly more likely to play the Asgard list that we talked about here. Uh, do you see any possible use case here where you still play Asgard but you bump it to 16 to fit in a Koye? Like if somebody you know has to play five wide at 16. Mm. Uh, Interesting. And you just would like um, the bodyguard with R and D backup, uh, round one. I don't. I don't think I do because in so in that case that I were to play sixteen with that list, Akoye would be my one standing on the back. So I'm probably not bodyguarding her with her at least until like round three when Angela is able to run close enough. Yeah. Uh, over there, but it's possible because a lot of teams do have awkward builds at 16 but i think most teams have more awkward builds at 14 and that's definitely probably the, true <laughs> yeah and the more threat that i'm able to give them is the more threat that they're able to throw at taking down angela yeah and i would much prefer to uh keep keep that limited um however if if i do have the choice here uh to play 16 and i think that they are going to have a and it's sort of that case that i talked about with wanting to play spiders where they have something that can really abuse whoever has the senator mm-hmm. uh i would I, i'm always happy playing that spider list on 16 uh, i i think it's one of the strongest 16 threat teams in the game so but that's really just if i'm thinking i'm going to need to go more secure heavy than extract heavy and in general with uh with my roster the extract play is better. Yeah, and especially in this case with such a live one. Like, it, it's mm-hmm. it's not fast, but it's live. Um, I think that's yeah. a distinction that not enough people make. As long as you're up on VPs at round six, you win, right? As long as yeah. you don't get tabled. Um, yeah, I'm happy to let it go. VP Delta, which is, like, insane. That's like going three to one on a D or a B extract, right? Um, right which is like crushing it uh so if you have a way to just force the fact that you always have this you can play so far down on secures and still win yeah because especially like if i'm if they decide to commit to taking three secures okay i'll take the senator i'll take my one we'll be tied for a while but at some point you're gonna have to come get me yep and at some point with you chasing me, I might end up dazing you. I'll find a way to get that last one point I need, and I gen- against most teams, I feel pretty good about doing that before they can. Yeah, exactly. All it does, it just takes one turn of randomly getting one flank screwed up. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to score it yourself. You can just deny them from scoring it with, like, Enchantress yeah. double move bow. Um, yeah, or Thor throw them away. And, and I mean, hey, you, you talk about things essentially over. <laughs> yeah, you, you talk about things randomly going poorly for someone on a flank. Thor is the king of randomly making things go poorly because sometimes he will just roll the hottest dice in the world. Yep. And when he doesn't, you don't care that much as long as he's generating enough power to throw most turns. 
it's like okay if, if his dice don't go super well if he doesn't daze the person that's fine i'm all right with it yeah th- there's so many ways that he can just go right uh you've mm-hmm. got the damage trigger for the stagger you've got the wild trigger for the throw on the attacks you've got the actual throw like he he just does things you kind of roll him in there and he'll fuck up one to two people pretty reliably yeah he he's like the character that relies on variance the least not not the least but he benefits from variance to a higher degree than he suffers from it he, he's got a very high floor and a somehow even higher ceiling <laughs> yeah that, exactly that's a great way to put it Okay, well, I, I think that's going to pretty much cover it on this crisis combination. So let's just move on to the next one. Uh, this is going to be a double C combo. Alien okay. ship crashes in downtown and deadly meteors mutate civilians. So okay. the old, like, pre-before anything came out, this was like the core box plus MODOK classic that everyone was playing for, like, the first couple months. Um, <laughs> for sure. Uh, that was uh, slightly before I started playing. I started playing around, like, last February. <laughs> So there were a few more releases at that point. (laughs) Yeah, that that was around when Wakanda was out. Um, And I think Asgard had just come out. Yeah, Asgard was out. Asgard were the newest releases at that point, I think. Like when I started. Yeah. And Asgard, speaking of them, uh, incredibly good on Meteors. They just have a lot of four energy defenses. They all love playing to the center line. Um yeah it's fantastic so Um, what are you playing here because i assume you're in just playing to the midline you want to play asgard um yes and you just want to win the midline and hold enchantress just in case somebody picks up the alien ship yeah uh yeah with with this combination i play enchantress most of the time when i'm playing meteors at 17 actually i shouldn't say most of the time she she alternates with loki and I don't love Loki without the gem, but a lot of the time with the centerline crises, he ends up just being better than Enchantress there because she can get squishy in the late game and her two energy defense isn't great for flipping the meteors, but obviously she can just clear him for someone else. But uh, I'm never playing spiders on this. I hate playing the roll to flip scenarios with them just because they're so power starved. And Especially why would energy, I when it's... because Venom's two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But why would I when it's asgard's best secure um so given given the choice if i've got priority i'm playing this at 17 and i'm playing thor uh enchantress valkyrie gwen and okoye Uh, i like going five wide for meteors because i like having the last activation to be able to flip uh something after my opponent has gone assuming that they're running four wide if they're gone five then Whatever, I get to have priority and do all the fun things that come with having priority. Uh, If that's the case, if they are playing five wide, then I'm able to be a little bit more aggressive with dazing someone before they go so that I can get that last activation. Um, But I'm very comfortable playing the Meteors game with Asgard. It's it's their old standby. Yeah. So uh, if I don't have priority and I'm forced into 20, then... I am. Pro- I'm, I'm looking at my lists here because I've never really thought about that combination. Um, yeah, it's a what pretty I might, one. Yeah, what I might actually do is drop. Oh, I don't know. That's weird. 
Uh, but I might drop Gwen, put in Miles for that extra bit of um, extract control, and, and put the no, and then put the gem on um, Loki. Lo Loki. So so at that point I'm running, or yeah, I'm dropping a Koya as well. Sorry. So I'd be running Thor, Enchantress, Loki with the gem, Valkyrie, Miles. And I think that's a pretty strong option there. I've got all of my models who can displace opponents, um, which makes it easier for me to score the meteors. And I've got both Enchantress and Miles to sort of cover either flank of the table so that they can't safely run away too far with the alien ship, with the Kree power core. And I always threaten taking it from them. Yeah. Um, that that definitely seems like the attractive option on 20. Um, yeah. You want to be playing a reactive game. You want to be set up for Miles to kick it off them if it turns out to be on his flank round two with R&D help. Um, yeah. At, at 17, I still prefer Gwen to Miles just for the... Um, because I do have a Koye in there, so I want someone who can guarantee to move someone every turn or every round since I have someone on my team that can't move anyone ever actually two people on my team that can't move anyone ever if I'm playing the Loki version so I want Gwen for the guaranteed point clear rather than Miles even if it means a slightly weaker extract game but Enchantress is still there to back that up okay let's uh switch on over to the next crisis then so this is going to be what I think is like the perennial fucking classic <laughs> Dash Guard matchups. Panic, Grip City as evacuation efforts continue, and demons downtown. Here you don't have a choice on uh, mm -hmm. threat, but we're going to talk about uh, what the teams would look like with Pryo and without Pryo and how you're looking to play. Um, I think it's safe to assume on any uh, on your non-Pryo side, you're always playing against somebody that has a credible hired muscle play. It's not just somebody like, oh, yeah, let's hire muscle. So. <laughs> I just like panic. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, I feel pretty good. I, I haven't, I don't actually think I've played the, uh, like the played against a hired muscle team when I don't have priority. I don't know that I've ever actually played that matchup. Yeah. But I feel pretty good against it because uh, Loki with the Mind Gem just sort of bring in their hired muscler for Enchantress to be able to walk up, shoot, and steal. Yep. Uh, I don't actually know if she gets close enough there with a short move, but either way. Uh, it's close. I, I think I'm... Yeah, because e even if I'm going up against a hired muscle team, and it's the same thing, knowing that I'm going to be... that I play against it from the other side when I do have priority, we're still going to end up each with two unless yeah. someone spikes dice massively and i still have the power advantage in most cases unless it's like a nine point thanos kind of deal but i loki makes life really difficult for thanos so yep. it becomes very much a dice thing like if thanos can spike dice and kill loki then he gets the advantage but he is relying on dice a lot there and Loki just taxing those superpowers, especially from the gems, make life, makes life really difficult for him. Um, yeah, so I, I just want to do a quick rules PSA for any listeners who uh, don't fully understand this, but Loki doesn't modify the cost of superpowers. He just makes you pay one to use them. 
So Thanos saying, I don't have to pay for gem superpowers. Uh, well, it's fine. He doesn't have to pay for the superpowers, but he has to pay Loki for the ability to use them. <laughs> Uh, so it actually, oh man, how good would it be if you had to pay things. Loki? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to give Loki a power before he uh, uses a superpower. Uh, That's when they release the, the second. Uh... <laughs> That's when they release like Sorcerer Supreme Loki, and he's like sixth threat. That's that's that version. <laughs> oh man, that would be so fucking just painful. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, I think the Thanos match is probably still kind of difficult. Um, but other than that, I feel pretty good about still about playing like a quote unquote fair hired muscle game where we're both doing intend up two two. Yeah. Um, if in that case, I obviously have to play the secure to some degree, but I'm as guardian, so I can just remove the uh, incinerates and sort of take less of a penalty from them and someone is still probably faster if that right. if it comes to that right so uh, i certainly feel pretty good here unless it's like some sort of weird skew team that is going to just throw something at me that i either can't stand up to its unimaginable violence or just has some weird trick i haven't seen before fair enough Anything we want to cover on these before we move on? Um, no, I don't think so. Just the thought that I just had that I probably have a lot of misplaced confidence. And at some point I'm going to be playing exactly one of these combinations. And I'm like, yeah, I feel fine here and just get my teeth kicked in. But I look forward to that day. That'll be a learning opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Just proceed like you're an all-knowing genius until you get knocked flat on your ass. That's always <laughs> my methodology. <laughs> yeah, fast confidence better wins than the, the day. Opponent. <laughs> always. <laughs> But no, I think we're good on this combination. Okay, next. Montesi formula found and mutant madman turns city center into lethal amusement park. So presumably this is some kind of setup where you don't have prio typically, but we'll talk about both halves anyways. And right. somebody has just picked Montesi formula as something that's not hard muscleable and is a slow secure and has like a low velocity differential, even if it goes wrong. Right. So in this case, I'm kind of falling back, kind of like what we talked about with Meteors, where it's a much more classic Asgard type yeah. of game. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely don't have priority if this is happening. Uh, so I'm I'm at the mercy of my opponent as far as teams go, but I'm likely going to do something pretty similar to what I talked about with... Um, with deadly meteors where i'm gonna most likely want to play five wide because if i especially with a scenario as slow as montesi uh the extract is going to be or sorry the secure is going to be my primary win condition yep and i would rather have last licks at the secure than necessarily worry about maintaining priority with with how tough asgard are if i'm not running some sort of runaway extract plan like if i'm playing classic asgard uh, I I prefer not having priority because I, I can I can most likely take a beating your first activation and I can use my last activation to come ahead on the secures. So that that's what I'm more interested in. That's um, interesting. I would have thought priority is actually at a premium here. 
um, because it's very uh, it's very favorable for you since you have Angela. I'm fairly certain the geometry works on this. You can move up, pick the middle spell book, and then move onto one of the uh, back B points and flip it. Oh, well, sure. I'm and assuming that... at that point, you've got a four to three VP per round differential until they start coming into you. Yeah, if if I have... Pro I'm talking about after round one. Because... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after round one, you always want the last activation. But round one, right. here, it's so king. Yeah. Right, but with this crisis combination, like, yeah. this most likely isn't going to come up if I have priority. Yeah. yeah, like, if I'm choosing, and just assuming that there is a case where I'm choosing secures when I have priority, it's probably because I want to play... Or, I should say this. If I choose secures, I am almost definitely not picking Mutant Madman. If I choose secures, it's probably because I want Cosmic Portals, and I want to play Web Warriors on it. And if I discard that, I'm much more likely to go with Deadly Meteors because it's got much bigger swing potential and I can leverage Asgard's advantages on that a lot more for more gains. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, if, if somehow, if this comes up and I priority round one, then absolutely, Angela's grabbing that middle one round one and I'm going to be able to say, kind of, come to me. We're We're going to do this. But... Like I said, just I think that yeah, situation is very unlikely. Like yeah. I, I could theoretically see this where you're playing into a quote unquote fair hired muscle team. Um, you win prio, and then mm -hmm. like they have to choose between either giving you like panic or this, right? And then like theoretically you could pick this, but even then I think you would prefer origin bombs. Um, yeah. Um, um, if so, five wide. Do, do you want? Let, yeah, let's five just, wide. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk 17 or 18? Uh, dealer's choice. Let's start with... Or, okay, we'll, we'll start with 17. <laughs> it's like, okay. you choose, I choose. So, 17, I am probably playing Thor, Loki, Valkyrie, Gwen, um, and Okoye. Gwen could maybe be Miles here, but in a vacuum, I just prefer Gwen just more reliability the ability to pull my people back if i overextend uh and i think i'm like i'm just gonna accept that i'm gonna be down that extract and i'll try to beat it out of them at some point late in the game and i'm just gonna kind of focus on uh the secures for the most part obviously protecting my own extract akoye loves holding a spell book she... is there any consideration to enchantress over loki um, in matchups where they uh, have to double move to grab the center Montesi formula? Probably not. Um, I, I mean, obviously, yes, there is a consideration, but it, I, I don't think that her ability to snatch the extract when it's really just sort of a one-point swing matches the downside of having a two energy defense although i mean bow is always good those two are always sort of a toss-up depending yeah. on a, a, a lot more fact like a lot of factors about their roster mm -hmm. um but yes enchantress is certainly a factor uh at 18 slap a mind gem on loki best of both yes yeah, sla slap a mind gem on loki or replace him with angela uh either one of those become an option 
because Angela on like being able to move between the uh, the traps with one move is pretty cool. And I, I, mean, I even, definitely uh, like Angela on this map setup because not only does she threaten to take the middle and move back, if somebody mm-hmm. double moves and grabs the middle, she threatens to move attack. Yeah, and if there's good terrain in the center, yes. throw and usually burn brace for impact, but burning that round one is crazy valuable. That is actually one of the number one things I see beginning to intermediate players screw up, uh, mm-hmm. especially people who haven't played Magic the Gathering before. If somebody has something like Brace, which is in, in Magic parlance, essentially a counter spell, okay. then they always have that over you for the rest of the game. You need to yeah. run face first into that and just yeah. burn it down. Because if you don't, then you're giving them the value of that constantly for the entire game instead of just forcing them to use it once and then moving on with your life, especially in Marvel Crisis Protocol, when you know they exactly have one, they couldn't have like randomly drawn like two or three or something. You don't know how many they have. It's like pure public knowledge. Just face check into yeah. it, throw shit at them. Don't be like, oh, I'm yeah. going to save my power uh, so I can throw later when they'll still have brace anyways. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't throw the size four usually while they still have brace, unless you yeah, really yeah. need to burn it. But like, what I love doing with Magneto when I'm playing Brotherhood, just pepper them with twos. Just make them make that choice. It's like, ah, oh, you might block them all. You might take three damage. Do you want to use it? Stuff like that. And especially Angela doesn't need to be precious with her power. Like, she has so little to spend her power on. She's like, yeah, screw it. I'll throw stuff. Yeah, she starts the round with two, which is enough to get her going on most of her, like, basic turn flow charts. Like, more power yeah. is nice because it means she consistently can throw. But outside of that, you're just getting slightly better attacks, so spend it all. Yeah. And even then, usually not better attacks. <laughs> like, her, her, sometimes you'll need to do uh, Blades of Vicar to get close to someone, but I don't think I've ever used her spender. Like, I, I've seen people use it in games are just like, ah, I've got all this power. I might as well do it and fish for the result. But then you're, I find most of the time still wrong just because you're not getting that movement off the strike. And unless you're hitting like a Hulk or a Black Dwarf, n- not Moda because he'll blank the wild yeah. and you can't use the, use the thing. It's just like, okay, it's there. And maybe if I'm swimming in power, even if I'm hitting a size three, maybe I'll go for it. Yeah, if she but. gets randomly one shot early and flips with a bunch of power, like, go for it. But otherwise, she does just fine with just Blades of Vicar and Sword Slashes. Yeah, and she gets to move with those, and she's so stupid fast. Yep, she will go yeah. places. I mean, hey, on, on a B map with the right setup, if she's sitting, like, kind of on the objective and you've got someone kind of in the middle in between two ones on a flank, she could hit someone and teleport onto the other point. Like, if this if the spacing lines up that way, I, I don't see why someone would be standing in that place. It doesn't really make sense to be standing. Maybe it's like alien ship and they tried to go grab the grab the core on the center, but it could happen. Like she's she moves so ridiculously. Yeah, um, it, it's it's definitely the thing that I feel people don't necessarily talk about enough with her is just like mm-hmm. how bonkers her movement is like. Big base, long move is, like, until you start seeing the things that 
like literally nobody else can physically do. Like you said at the beginning, like the fact that she can literally single move onto the middle line is like all, all kinds of messed up for like game. Like anytime there's anything on the center that's like, oh, the counterbalance is like, <laughs> it's like, it makes you unsafe uh, once you pick it up. She's like, okay, well, I move back and then nobody can hit me round one and I probably have prio because it's Asgard. So I'm yeah. just going to double move again first uh, activation of the next round. Yeah, there, there are not a lot of mistakes that I think, like outright mistakes that I think AMG has made with this game, but a that's one. P putting her on a medium base, I think, was a big mistake. She's definitely pushing it, in my view, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else we want to say on this crisis combo before we move on? Um, I don't think so. I think I kind of said what I wanted to say. Okay, I think this is the final one, if I recall correctly. Um, Mune extremists target U.S. Senators against Gamma Wave sweeps across Midwest. Okay. The two so, nastiest, like, brawl-fighting uh, low-points crises together. <laughs> so this is an interesting one. And this is something that I was probably going to spend a lot of time talking about if we had done the, uh, the old format of, like, talking about each threat level. Yeah. 15 is a really scary threat for me. Not necessarily because of what I'm playing, but because of the weird game of chicken that's going on with me and my opponent to during that, to make that happen. Because we know, we know that I've lost priority because I don't have either of the 15 threat, um, the 15 threat scenarios in my roster. And yeah. if I win priority, I'm totally fine playing on either of them at a higher threat. But I generally really dislike Asgard at 15. Um, I don't like them much at 15 or 16, but I, I think Web Warriors are great at 15. But I've got to play this weird game of chicken with the extract that I select if they... I think it's rare, it's rare that someone is going to look at my roster win priority and pick secures because they're likely to try to get a um, deny me playing panic. I think more, I think maybe they should more often than they do. And this is, this is something that I was just thinking myself in circles with or like the other day and probably overthinking. But the Asgard panic team at 15 on Gamma is not very good. And if you're a team that's bringing Gamma on purpose and you can force that, it's obviously hard because you might discard Gamma and then you've just picked secures and potentially gave up this big advantage. But if that's the case, if if they have Gamma in their in their roster and they pick secures, I have to assume they're going to play Gamma. And that means that I don't feel good picking uh, Panic as my, uh, as my extract. Because while I love playing Panic and Gamma at 19, I think it's great, playing that at 15 is significantly worse. And Spiders hate Panic because they're power-starved. Yep. So I feel good with... So I'm playing Spiders if that happens. If they win... Um, if they win priority and pick secures, they have Gamma in their roster, then I'm pretty much saying, okay, well, I'm not going to play Panic. I'll play one of my other two. And I feel pretty good with either of them. Like, I, I feel less good if they have hired muscle in their roster 
because I'm not likely going to hire muscle back on panic or on spider infected with with web warriors. But if they just take kind of the one point advantage with web warriors, I'm fine with that. I can always pull them in, do stuff to them. Uh, and mutant extremists, as we talked about, is fine. And I think my web warriors team on gamma not having priority is pretty good. It's Miles, Gwen, Venom, Valkyrie, Okoye. It's basically the web, it's the web warriors equivalent of Wakanda wave. It's doing yep. that just sort of, I'm going to play the secure. Um, Solid and standard. Yeah. And there's similar weird considerations if they have Wakandan herbs uh, and they pick extracts where 15 kind of scares me out of some of my secure preferences with Asgard, but then I feel pretty fine doing still Web Warrior and Cosmic Invasion. Um, if I have priority uh, and, and I've played Mutant Extremists and they drop a Gamma, then... I think I could kind of go either way, depending on their team, whether I do 15 and play that five wide web warriors um, or 14 and do the th- a four wide web warrior actually is more likely than the three wide uh, Asgard, just because I don't want to give up too much on gamma and the four wide web warriors at 14 might actually be better than the five at 15, just because I have enchantress, which helps me play and he helps me play both scenarios so if this happens and i have priority i've kind of thought about this as we've talked about it and i've just talked myself into it um i probably play uh miles gwen venom enchantress and pick 14 yeah and i i think there's definitely a lot of value into thinking about these kind of combinations especially for dash guard in particular uh, yeah. because there will be a lot of weird-ass mind games that actually happen during crisis selection. Um, uh, I'm hoping that I've played those mind games enough with myself yeah. that I'm ready for it when my opponent gives it to me. Yeah, you, 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 you definitely need to be prepared in the sheer mind games, but you also, uh, like, like we just talked through this possible combination here, you should really talk through a lot of like weird combinations that can happen if, like, certain like discard scenarios happen and like because mm-hmm. it it's not like a lot of teams will pick extracts just to block dash guard but yeah. sometimes you're running into stuff that like they're so bad at like the hired muscle extracts that even if they have prio you without prio with hired muscle is more than enough to scare them yeah. Um, so they'll they'll pick the extracts, but then a lot of other times they'll be like, "Fuck it! If you pick the extract, why don't I just get the secure I prefer?" Um, yeah. Like Criminal Syndicate very commonly does this. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so so like you you have to cover like every possible combination of any of your extracts when you don't have prio, and every one of your secures when you don't have prio because it turns out a lot of people will take a lot of different ways to actually try and solve the dash guard problem against you. Yeah. And I think picking secures on purpose, if you have those sorts of like low threat forces is probably a pretty decent way against it. Cause in a lot of cases, web warriors aren't even ne- in my, aren't even necessarily in my roster for like a specific crisis or anything they're there more for specific threat levels. Yeah. They they kind of fill some of those gaps. 
yeah, Dash Guard and Asgard in general can kind of fall apart at 16 and below. Um, yeah. Not 14. 14 is great, but 15 and 16, not so great. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I guess that would be a common thread with uh, Dash Guard players is whatever other affiliation they've splashed in, whether it's Web Warriors, whether it's Guardians of the Galaxy, whether it's Wakanda, I, uh, there's a bajillion flavors. They're probably yeah. planning on playing whatever is not dash guard at 15 and 16. So yeah. if you can force that, you probably know what you're getting. Um, for sure. I think that's going to wrap us up for a scenario discussion. I'm just going to overly jump through the slides. Um, okay. We're just going to wrap things up real quick by uh, going through and talking about potential changes to the roster after having talked things through. Um I don't think we really have any changes to discuss on characters. I think Okoye is entirely safe in her spot, and there's no point discussing anybody, like, any of the others. Like, it's not even, right. like, considerable for any of the other characters to be removed. It's like, maybe Okoye, but I'm fairly certain she's best in slot, so... Yeah, definitely. Like... If this was a team format and other two team members really needed Okoye, I could get away with Toad, but Okoye is way better because, man, Okoye bodyguarding Enchantress in that 16 threat Web Warriors team is so good. Yep. Do you want to spend power and maybe have Okoye just take it anyway? Up to you. <laughs> yeah, it, it, but, it's just absolutely filthy lockout. It's like, it, how, yeah. how do you want to fail in this situation? <laughs> Plus, just in Asgard, she's so even more stupidly survivable. So yeah, I don't think any of my characters are really up for debate here. Um, next in post, I guess we can rehash like the disarm slot, and I I, I think uh, you're very happy with the disarm. I don't think better rivals is the correct choice. PSD, I after talking it through i really don't think it fits here i think you're too pinched on asgard and you don't give a shit if it's web warriors like, right. oh you want to bow miles okay <laughs> sure go ahead yeah i would i would love to be able to get psd in there but i would need a fifth slot in the game more than i would need a ninth yeah, slot yeah. in the roster for it because like yeah disarm i i, I did I thought about swapping it for bitter rivals but it bitter rivals just doesn't fit my use cases well enough i'm not trying to run any of the like close i mean it, it would be good on deadly meteors that's for sure but it doesn't fit in dash guard just because i'm not playing yeah. disarm in dash guard so i wouldn't be playing um what's bitter it called rivals. bitter rivals that's it uh and like, it would be good if I got forced into Gamma or Demons Downtown, but if it's Demons Downtown, then I'm probably playing an Extract game that I like more, so I wouldn't be taking it. And the Web Warriors generally prefer Disarm, I think. Yes. Just because they've think... got a harder time paying for Bitter Rivals. So, yeah. I, as much as I love the card, I don't think this is the roster for it. Yeah, I, th I think that's definitely the right call. Because, like, you know 100% you aren't playing it in Asgard unless something really weird's going on. So we yeah. can just discount that. And I don't think your Web Warriors team as built actually wants to fight. I think there is actually room for a Web Warriors fighty team that tries to pop up with all webbed up into bitter rivals into dazing two people on the spot round two. 
Uh, oh yeah, no, I, I've, I've. This is not that roster though. <laughs> even without like the roster being built for it, people will sometimes underestimate just how much violence web warriors can do. They'll be like, "Oh, I forgot that Gwen can throw out a six die spender followed by a seven die builder," or uh, like, "Oh yeah, sometimes Miles does hit like Thor." And they're definitely capable of pivoting to violence when they need to, especially on all webbed up turns, but it's not their plan A. Yeah, and it's definitely gated by, like, later on in the game. I, I think the the biggest barrier to people understanding, like, how hard they can hit when they really try is that they don't consistently come online on round two because, like, they have weird power issues. Yeah. Um, and so, like, they can't reliably pop off until round three, so it requires you, like, hitting them or like giving them power in a weird spike somewhere. Um, and if right. they don't do that, then they kind of feel lackluster until it's kind of like too late. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's but, for sure. Uh, yeah, w when you can get that pop-off going, like you're going like full-on advanced R&D, sure you re-roll back up, you've got everything going, like they can out-punch a lot of stuff in the game um, Yeah, in ways people yeah. don't expect. Yeah, it's surprising. Um, in the first half of the league, I was playing Recalibration Matrix instead of Advanced R&D, but I wasn't happy with that. Uh, advanced R&D for those times when I need to get Enchantress online round one is good. Uh, it's also really good for Web Warriors for getting a Web Snare online with Venom round one when needed. So that is just... That, that, was, that, that was actually the only change that I've made throughout the entire league to this list was in... The mid-season roster change, swapping recal for advanced R&D. Yeah, advanced R&D is just so valuable right now. Um, in, yeah. in any kind of fundamentally unfair meta, which unfortunately we are in right now, yeah. it's, all, it's all about doing weird shit round one, and usually a lot of the like really OP plays are gated by the fact that you don't naturally have that power generation. You have to get it from somewhere, and since you start on the deployment lines, it's very hard for you to get power by attacking people absolutely um, but r&d just kind of bypasses that and says like nope you have the power um and like it, it turns on hired muscle plays for characters that aren't as guardian <laughs> it uh <laughs> it turns on weird shit like um i forget if the pentathletes round one mystic herbs play requires r&d currently I think it does. Oh, man, get, I don't know. <laughs> I forget if it plays Wong or not, uh, but essentially you need to get some power to Toad so he can steal the objective off of whoever goes through the portal to pick it up. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. I've never actually seen it played. I've just heard, like, Jacob talk about it. I, I, I've played a couple times offline. It's okay, but as soon as anybody knows what's going on, they just hard shove the enemy's shrine and say, okay, we're fighting here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It also, I mean, in other lists, it's a great uh, counter to that, especially if you got Valkyrie, because you can just R&D a uh, point of power onto her, send her through the portal, and throw Toad off the point. Yep. Well, well, uh, Valkyrie would still have to move after the point, but yeah, yeah, she can still do it yeah. if you deploy correctly. Right, um, yeah. If you, you definitely have to deploy, right? So yeah, I think... I, w I wouldn't say I'm happy with my tactics cards because there's oh there's oh who's ever happy with their tactics cards? <laughs> you always wish there were there, more. There's you could never get enough. In there. There's never but, enough. But <laughs> yeah, I'm as happy as I'm going to be with my tactics cards here. Yeah, in agreement. And then finally, we've got the crises. 
I yeah. I don't really think there's much room for change here. I'm not in love with Cosmic Invasion, but I don't love any of the other Ds more. <laughs> so if if you were going to make a change to that, what would you change it to? Well, that's the thing. I I would probably take something that I would feel good about playing Asgard on. So you would like, go for three good Asgard ones for uh, for the secures. Because I've I've already got Deadly Meteors and Mutant Madman. Yeah, that's my forces there. Um, and I, I mean I, I I'm asking this because I had this thought as well. Uh, I think there's a world where you're right. I, I think in in thinking about this and kind of as shown in uh, the games that I played where I had to pick secures most of the time the opponents and this might have just been kind of luck with the opponents i was facing but when they pick extracts they are playing um something that's also good on those variants uh secures the the madman and the deadly meteors and i think that's a lot just kind of because of this stupid hired muscle meadow we're living in there's a lot of brotherhood. There's a lot of a force because they're good at countering it, and they also have that power generation to be good at panic themselves, and which also makes them good at deadly meteors and mutant madman. Um, and some of those teams, where if they, those same teams, are often running the really slow extracts, which the web warriors can sometimes hate to see. So it, it's weird, and this is where we get back to those sort of mind games that uh we were talking about where it's like okay well if they pick this then can i safely pick this and sometimes cosmic invasion can be a weird pick for that but i think it still comes out ahead like it could maybe be extremists for the extra healing but yeah extremists is the only serious candidate i see um and it essentially comes down to whether or not you like the randomness of cosmic invasion because like the power upside is nice, the push is usually okay for you, but th- it's only happening one out of four times, right? Yeah, and you uh, know I think it actually should be extremists because more than the power g- generation, the push. The biggest reason that I that I gravitated towards Cosmic Invasion with Web Wars was the threat value, but I'm almost never choosing threat and picking secure. Yeah, when you're with picking this, this you're not picking threat, and yeah. I think you're also reasonably happy with 17. So if you oh, like, yeah, induce them to pick 17 by taking a 17, you're happy. Yeah. So I think that probably should be extremists. I think that's a better solution there because it makes both of my defensive teams more defensive by giving them access to extra healing. Yeah, I, I think like the the eccentricities of Cosmic Invasion might actually synergize with web warriors more but i i just don't like the randomness um yeah it's it's i i mean as with anything random it served me super well in the past it's also occasionally screwed me yeah yeah um, that, that's always the problem right yeah i find that with web warriors it's usually more good for me than bad but yeah it, i I, you're, I think you're right extremists might be the better um it, it's the, better it's the thing there. i would dojo I, I guess like because I don't know the answer, but that is like what I'm leaning towards is like the most likely answer. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, I think spider infected um, is or 
not I think, Spider Infected is kind of a pain point in this roster because I don't, against a lot of teams, I don't love the hired muscle play with Spider Infected as much as Panic, and love is a weird choice there. I hate that that's a thing, but it's really good, so I'm going to play it. Yeah, you, you like <laughs> abusing it. Yeah. So, and especially because, um, because of the, this is where the mind games thing came in, where if we were talking about that situation where someone picks secures against me and I think they're going to force gamma, mm-hmm. um, having an extract that uh, has an even number of tokens for that case might be nice. But again, I don't know how often that would actually come up. So it's like, is that better than having the spider-affected fallback? There's a couple of other teams where I might want to still do hired muscle, but not want to do panic, like potentially A-Force or 9-point Thanos, because they generate power just as well as me. But is Mutant Extremist better there? It's it's kind of the case where I have two that I'm very happy with. And then the third, it's like, I've got all this whole range of things that would still be good and might be better and might be worse, but I'm not playing them very often. Like in the six rounds of the league so far, I didn't play spider infected at all. Yeah. So I, that, that was the one that I cut when I gave up on the full hard force. I left panic in just in case I got prio, but I dropped spider yeah. infected. Um, yeah. It's definitely the less, it's the less oppressive. It, it can be really annoying because of the random movement. So you can just like randomly lose games out of nowhere. Um, but yeah. like it, it's it's very good when you get that four one split right, but uh, right. Sometimes you're not so hot on it, and I think I think everyone's just kind of tired of hired muscle in general. So hopefully, very combo much. winter will end soon. Yeah, the uh, if if we're going to like play a, a fair game with this list, I really like Spider Infected with Web Warriors when I have priority. That's great because again, with Comic Invasion, they don't mind the random movement that much. Yeah, but. Fair games are unfortunately not super in vogue right now. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely trying at times. Thankfully, a lot of people like to kind of gentlemen's agreement it out. I know that people were discussing, I don't know how seriously, uh, a handshaking hired muscle out of the game for the top 16. Um, S- someone made a comment in the chat and no one responded to it. No, no, no. A couple of people did, I thought. Did, I, I don't. I don't know. It, they, I, I they, might they were like, it, but... yeah, it was just like, hey, anyone want to do this? And a couple of people were like, if only. And then like nobody did anything. And then people just played hard muscle anyways. Yeah. And I mean, it's. But the fact that they're even joking it, then, about like yeah. polluting it out of the game. I think that's like that, that like the competitive people who are abusing it don't want to play it. That's how you know it's bad. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, like, if if they had said during, like, before rosters were due, if it was like, hey, we're going to ban Hired Muscle, I would have been thrilled. But once you have your rosters in and you've got a roster that's kind of built around taking advantage of it, and yeah. then someone who is has a roster without it is like, let's gentlemen's agreement not to use. It's like, well, that's... Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Th- at this point, it's way too far gone because everyone's actually put in rosters. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm I'm sincerely hoping that AMG bans it. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Um, yeah. Anything else we want to cover on the roster before we move on to shoutouts and outro? Uh, I don't think so. No, I th- I think we've covered it pretty well, and 
it certainly helps that a, a lot of aspects of it have been covered before i didn't really i i, I kind of took utility cookies work and then slapped web warriors into yeah. it <laughs> but no i think we he covered everything a great pretty template well. to build off of yeah well thank you very much for coming on sir uh do you have any uh social media you want to plug or shout out or whatever uh do you do oh. any podcasting? I'm I'm actually there's so many people starting up podcasting nowadays. I actually <laughs> legitimately don't know who no. in TTS is uh, like podcasting. <laughs> I'm I'm I don't have a podcast. My uh my team tournament name um that one of my teammates had come up with was Three Guys No Podcast. Um <laughs> Oh, you were those he, guys, yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was them. When when he thought of it, um we hadn't looked at the other uh, teams that were signed up yet we just it's kind of a running joke that there's more podcasts than there are players uh so we go in to actually do our sign up and we're like yeah three guys no podcast and we look and the other four teams that were signed up at that point were all podcasts so, I, I almost wasn't gonna play in it and then i saw all the podcasters getting into it so i, like, <laughs> I gotta build a team at the last second and then we all had to drop out anyways because i was sick and esmond uh, had something to do with work and it was, yeah. but like yeah it was like half the field was like podcast teams <laughs> yeah definitely um so no I, i'm not i'm not on any Okay, well, how about podcast, how about your on... friendly local game store? Because you said you uh, before the show, I think you said you're in New Jersey, right? Uh, what, I grew what up, store I grew are up you... in Jersey. I live uh, in uh, Austin, Texas now. Um, uh, what what store do you play out of once COVID's over? Do you know, <laughs> or are you in the process Dra of? We were playing at Dragon's Lair pretty heavily. Um, there was another store. It was a Game Castle, which they've got a ch they're they're a chain. Actually. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, um, no, no, no. Game Game Castles. So the original ones are here in silicon valley and yeah. i don't understand how they work as a chain i don't understand how they're profitable because like game stores already like function off of like bad margins right so yeah. like how is a franchise getting their cut i don't get it i'm very curious do you enjoy they, the game castle I, I loved it we were um we were talking about once COVID ended kind of moving our weekly play sessions over to game castle because they the staff there is more community minded like the, the the staff at dragon's lair where we play they're great they're friendly but they feel like employees at a store they don't feel as much like part yeah, of the yeah, gaming community gotcha. game castle was also doing uh had does 20 percent off all pre-orders so it was cheaper to buy from them they had some sort of rent dispute with the landlord during covid times and closed indefinitely and don't know if they're going to be reopening so I really hope they do because it's a great shop. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that Game Castle is spreading out from <laughs> Silicon Valley into the other table space because I've I've loved so much of their staff over the years. Um, and yeah, they're yeah, fantastic. I've spent some time with Seth, who I, I guess runs a lot of their like overarching business, and he's a great painter, great guy. If you ever go out to any of the more Western focused cons, he's usually mm -hmm. in the painting seminars. Um, okay i'll have to keep an eye out but yeah uh, it, dragon's lair in game castle austin um if if we're if we're just talking stores uh i've got to give a huge shout out to my old local game store in connecticut uh the battle standard and jared their owner best gaming shop i've ever experienced so well, that, that's all i got for shout outs uh talk to me on discord i'm on most of them 
Yeah, and I think that's going to wrap us for today's episode. So thank you very much Great. for coming on, sir. And uh, thank you to all Thanks so much listeners. for having me. Yeah, thank you. And have a good evening. Bye.